This is KYUK Public Radio for the Yukon-Kuskokwim Delta. I'm Greg Kim. The economic pain of the coronavirus pandemic has spread to the Yukon-Kuskokwim Delta's largest employer. Restrictions on travel and elective procedures meant to slow the spread of coronavirus have slashed the Yukon-Kuskokwim Health Corporation's revenue. KYUK's Anna Rose MacArthur reports that beginning next week, YKC will begin furloughing and laying off 300 employees. The job cuts will occur in four categories. Workers who are immediately laid off, workers who are furloughed, workers who volunteer for furlough, and workers whose hours are cut in half. It's a decision Yukon-Kuskokwim Health Corporation CEO and President Dan Winkleman never wanted to make. I can feel the pain that people are going to be and empathize with them that they're going to be experiencing. Employees placed on furlough will retain their health care benefits, and YKHC will continue paying into their premiums. Winkleman said continuing health insurance coverage for furloughed employees was a top priority for him and the YKHC board. The furloughs will last four weeks. If revenue increases over that time, furloughed employees could be brought back to work. If not, more layoffs will occur. Winkleman says the job losses are too large to provide workers with severance pay, but employees who resign or are laid off can cash out their unused paid time off. YKHC is encouraging furloughed and laid-off employees to apply for unemployment benefits and is emailing them information on how to access those resources. I want our workers and I want the region to know that YKHC will be advocating for the congressional delegation to extend unemployment insurance benefits for the entire duration of this COVID-19 epidemic. Winkleman says the YKHC employees temporarily or permanently losing their jobs will mainly be non-healthcare providers. We're going to safeguard all of our providers that provide direct patient care. The main reason is if we see a COVID surge of patients here in the YK Delta, we need to secure our staff. YKHC's revenue losses began in late March. Winkleman says the health corporation began seeing a decline in patients immediately after the Dunleavy administration issued restrictions on non-essential travel and elective procedures. More than half of YKHC's revenue comes from Medicaid, and the state canceled most Medicaid travel from villages. Currently, patient visits at the Bethel Hospital are down 50 percent. At the village clinics, they're down by 20 YKHC has expanded telehealth, but that service is not able to close the gap. Overall, YKHC is losing $5 to $8 million a month, and the funding YKHC received from the CARES Act cannot cover its losses. That money, totaling $15 million, is reserved for coronavirus response, and so far, YKHC has spent less than a quarter of it. Winkleman says YKHC has applied for other funding, but the most recent congressional allocations are for hospitals hit hard by COVID-19 cases, which thankfully YKHC is not. Change could also be on the horizon. New health mandates are allowing YKHC to begin reopening its dental clinic for oral exams and cleanings. It'll also reopen optometry and physical therapy in the coming days. In Bethel, I'm Anna Rose MacArthur. Next in transportation, the emergency coronavirus rules for Bethel's taxicabs are set to end in a week, and the city manager plans to present his proposal for the next 30 days of cab operations at Tuesday's city council meeting. 
The emergency measures were put into place when cab companies discontinued service because drivers were concerned they might get sick transporting people during the pandemic. Naeem Shabani, who owns Cusco Cab, points out that most of Bethel's cabbies are over 50 years old and at greater risk from the virus than the general population. Before the ordinance was put in place, most cabs had shut down because of concerns over the difficulties of maintaining social distancing in a cab. You sit right next to someone. You're two feet away. In some cases, you're rubbing elbows with somebody. So the real question here after April 30th is, are we still concerned about social distancing or not? If we do feel that social distancing will continue to be Uh, a concern of ours, then perhaps we could look at uh, where the future of taxi guidelines goes. The rules put in the original emergency order did away with shared rides in taxis and charged $5 plus $1 a minute for use of the cab, regardless of whether it is for one person or the whole backseat load of people. No one is allowed to sit up front, and some cabs took the initiative to install plexiglass shields to separate the driver and passengers. Practices put in place also call for drivers to wear masks and riders to do the same. And between rides, cabbies wipe down commonly used services with sanitizers. On KYUK Friday, city manager Vinny Carraza held a virtual town meeting to discuss whether emergency rules for taxis should continue, be changed, or go back to the way they were. Only a few calls and emails came in during the hour-long meeting. Some proposed various fare options and others suggested installing meters in cabs. A lot depends on the continued threat posed by the pandemic. Carraza told listeners he plans to present a proposal for cab fares and operations during the remaining 30 days of the emergency ordinance to the city council Tuesday. Sometime Monday, we'll collect all the emails that we have and then uh, you know, discuss it with the industry, come up with a, a plan, and then uh, we're going to announce it to the council what we'd like to do. According to city staff, the measure does not require the normal committee process and council approval because it is being managed under the emergency order, which remains in effect till the end of May. Asked whether it would be too late to influence the outcome if people weighed in with their concerns during Tuesday's council meeting, Bill Howell, who had worked with taxi companies to get the measure in place while acting city manager, assured listeners that it would not be too late because the city manager and the rest of the city's team may be working as late as Wednesday morning to nail down the details. I think that uh, this decision will be, you know, close to the wire. Uh, We definitely want to have the council uh, give us their thoughts on this, so maybe early Wednesday morning or something like that. Bus service in Bethel has been suspended, and cabs and private vehicles remain the only transport in town except for walking. And finally, Raven's bankruptcy left state officials and health providers scrambling to figure out how to transport rural patients who test positive for coronavirus. Two weeks later, more than a dozen villages still don't have consistent air service. While the state plans to use the National Guard to help transport COVID-19 patients from rural communities, the lack of reliable air service is adding a financial burden on rural health care providers who pay more for charter flights to get patients to hospitals. KYUK's Christy Schallenberger reports. Christina McDonough is a law student in New York right now, but she's been keeping up with news from her home state of Alaska. She's Supyak from the village of Perrysville, and she worries the state isn't prepared for a coronavirus outbreak in rural Alaska. McDonough remembers breaking her arm in Perrysville as a kid. And I had to wait several days for the airplane to come to take me to the nearest hub, which was Dillingham. And, uh, you know, a broken arm is nothing compared to pneumonia. McDonough co-wrote an opinion article that laid out steps for the state to take to make sure rural communities are not left behind when preparing for a coronavirus outbreak. That includes more training for health aides and small medical teams that could assist communities who have an outbreak, but reliable medical transport is her biggest concern. 
Raven's bankruptcy earlier this month left a lot of questions for rural health care providers who depend on those airlines to fly patients in for medical care. Heidi Hedberg directs the Division of Public Health at the Alaska Department of Health and Social Services. And so we are hoping and waiting to see the private industry step into that vacuum and meet the needs of the villages that have had reduced flight services into their communities. 18 villages in the Yukon-Kuskokwim Delta do not have regular air service. Raven was the only passenger airline that served them. That means the Yukon-Kuskokwim Health Corporation in Bethel must charter flights with other airline carriers to bring patients into Bethel for medical care. But not everyone who tests positive for coronavirus will be medevaced into a hub or anchorage. If cases are mild, the patient will likely stay in the village. Hedberg says the state emergency center has worked with private airlines to properly transport a patient who has tested positive for coronavirus in a village. But should the airline refuse, or one is not available in a rural community, then that's when the National Guard or the Coast Guard is able to be used to transport that positive case. With no regular air service to so many communities, YKHC has had to turn to charter flights to get non-coronavirus patients to medical care in Bethel, as well as deliver medical supplies. But YKHC is still waiting on the state for answers. YKHC spokesperson Mitchell Forbes says that chartering a flight can cost as much as $1,000. Right now we've continued to tell the state um, that if if a, a solution is not found there, um, it is not financially feasible for us to continue to carry that cost. He says so far the extra cost to charter a flight hasn't impacted their ability to move patients out of the communities they serve and get medical supplies to those villages. We're not going to say, we're not going to leave someone in a village and say, we, we can't bring you to medically necessary care um, because uh, because it's too expensive. Currently in Bethel, Only one person has tested positive for the coronavirus so far. Reporting in Bethel, I'm Christy Schallenberger. Thank you for listening to KYUK News. Please send any news tips to news at kyuk.org. And stay tuned for News Yukton coming up.